What's up there, Bears fans? Back for another episode of The Tailgate Show. Right now, it's me and Air Jair. We are fresh off of the Super Bowl, and Diddy's going to be joining us in a few minutes. It's double A, A A R O N T O R on Twitter, and Air Jair 54, Jeremy Kramer on Twitter. What's going on, Jair? How are you? How was your Super Bowl? Man, well, I was at work, but I managed to get in as much as I could of it. Mm-hmm. What a game of ebbs and flows. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It seemed like, you know, I think at one point I even put in our chat, it's like, boy, this game feels over. I don't feel like Kansas City's got anything going. Then the fourth quarter happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, holy shit, what's happening here? Yep. Mahomes is amazing. Um, you can't hold those receivers down for too long, so. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like, I kind of felt like going into this game, I thought it would be higher scoring. I was kind of surprised that neither team could get that much going, although I think Jimmy G showed up uh, better than we kind of thought they would, and the San Francisco run game was working. Um, But at the end of the day, I I felt like that Kansas City had just played two very similar teams to uh, the 49ers and the Titans and in the Ravens, and they both took their best punches and still – came back and won, um, you know, and I kind of felt like it would be the same thing with this game. Although, like I said, I felt like there would be more points scored. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it definitely seemed like the 49ers had all the momentum. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I really feel like uh, the game turned on that uh, second and 15 uh, play to Tyreek that uh, got overturned. And then they came right back to him and hit a 44 yarder. And then the Kansas City defense, I mean, the Kansas City yeah. defense stepped up and, um, you know, the I don't know. that wasn't getting there, the whole game started getting home. Yeah, like, and, I don't, wow. and I don't know if, um, I, don't, I don't really know. I don't know if, like, uh, they, you know, why they couldn't really do things anymore. But it just seems like that in football, you know, that momentum really is a thing. And you, you kind of, you know, you can just see it. Um, you know, you just look at the two sidelines and the Chiefs, you know, just believed and the 49ers just looked like they were scared and they looked like it was slipping away and the defense was just like shaking their heads because that's what Mahomes does to you. Like eventually you think we got him, we got him, we got him, we got him, we played him tough and then you don't got him. Uh, I feel like, you know, the momentum switch for me was when Sherman got burnt. It was just you could kind of feel that was like, oh, mm-hmm. Our, our big dog just got torched. Well, yeah, and I was surprised it didn't happen earlier. Like I, like I think you mentioned earlier before we started recording that, you know, you were kind of surprised that the Chiefs were a little bit conservative. Yeah, they were patient, really patient with their offense, not pushing the ball. Is like, I obviously Reed thought that was the way to attack this defense, which it worked out. You know, can't, can't argue with the results, but it sure seemed like, you know. Usually offensive guys like to make that big splash play. You know, that's what Lovey's defenses were about. They were about, remember Lovey and the Bears, they were uh, about making you drive the ball 80 yards on 15 plays and showing that patience. And right. to Reed's credit and to the quarterback's credit, Mahomes, he did that most of the time. So mm-hmm. pretty, pretty impressive that. They stayed on that page and still did that. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what the strategy was necessarily, but I do think that they kind of had a, you know, a feeling of like, okay, well, the 49ers are going to rush with four pretty much. And the 49ers were getting pressure with four. So, you know, if they're going to drop seven every time, then, you know, the Chiefs kind of, I think their MO was, you know, we're going to take what the defense gives us. And what they didn't plan for was the turnovers, you know, obviously. I mean, that's yeah. that's the – that's, and I just feel like that the 49ers, like when they didn't capitalize on that first interception um, yeah. and, only, and only got a field goal, I thought that was huge. Like I felt like at that point if they had, if they had punched it in and gotten a touchdown, that could have – that would have really – could have changed the game a lot, obviously not just because it's four more points, but just, just you know, like you you start to step on a team's neck at that point, even though it was very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just felt like 
I think um, we were talking about earlier too the uh, decision before halftime not to use the timeouts, not to press the yeah. ball. I think that's a lost opportunity. <clears throat> as far as like you put, if you can get yourself in a lead at halftime against a team like Kansas City, and then possibly could build on that coming out in the second half. That's a that could be a very huge thing. That could have been a 14 point swing. You know, I think we've seen that in games. I think Kansas City did it to somebody. You know, they came out, took the lead, and then bam, start the second half, scored another touchdown, put the pressure back on them to score points. And yeah, Shanahan had some opportunities, but he certainly didn't execute it to the best of his ability. I don't think, but hey. You you run what you brung and he just kind of got away from it late. Yeah, I mean, I guess what was probably surprising to me was just that it was so back and forth. I mean, if you look at it, the the first series of the game, three plays and a punt for the Chiefs, seven yards. Then, like I said, then the you know I I felt like that the 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 San Francisco should have scored, really needed a touchdown on that first drive and they got a field goal. Then then Kansas City comes back 15 plays, 75 yards and you know, you're like, "Oh boy, here we go, touchdown." Then Jimmy G throws the interception. Um, and I felt like if the if Kansas City had gotten a touchdown after that, they could have really been in control, but they didn't. They only got a field goal and then San Francisco comes back seven plays, 80 yards for a touchdown. So that was obviously huge, and then I feel like they had the momentum, and it just swung back and forth, and then so the Chiefs get the ball, and you think, okay, they're going to do something, then they punt seven plays, 30 yards. Um, you know, it just kind of, you know, just yeah. stuff wasn't stuff wasn't working. Stuff wasn't working. That was working, and like I said, I think in some aspects, Shannon and then, got away and from then, it. And then, you know, like people talked about it as a big play, but I think it was – you know, you even saw they showed John Lynch up in the booth yes. towards the end of the first half, and he's like, call a timeout, call a timeout, you know, because they had, I mean, what they get? They had a minute. minute and a half almost. Yeah. Like, like I don't. With timeouts. Like, I don't know why he was happy to go into the first, go in tied 10-10. Like, well, yeah. I can see where a coach would be satisfied with the 10-10. But, I guess, but it wasn't like they were holding on for dear life. Like, I true. feel like that's a mentality that you have if you're, you know, like San Francisco was was ripping off pretty big plays against them. I mean, you even heard Frank Clark at the end of the game saying that they were, you know, they were averaging like 10 yards a carry in the yeah. half. It seemed like, I mean, I just feel like why not do what you've been doing and then, you know, if you get it going, then you push. And it was like they – you know, they kind of ran a couple plays and didn't really work. And then the next thing you know, like, I mean, they ran they ran out of shotgun Mostert for three yards. And they run Mostert again for two yards out of shotgun. Then Kansas City calls a timeout, which is kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I like that timeout because they're thinking. Yeah, they're thinking score. shit. Like, let's get, you know, like that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying is it's like, San Francisco should be being aggressive there, and it's really like Kansas City's like, well, fuck it, you know, if they're not going to do anything, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get the ball and we're gonna get a field goal. <clears throat> so then, exactly. you know, then he then he throws a twenty yard pass on third and five to Wilson, and then they take a timeout, and then there's only fourteen seconds because they didn't, you know, I mean. They ran off like 40 seconds on two plays. Yeah, and we got to talk about the elephant in the room there—the uh, pass interference. Right, of course. One, well, then, and then Garop, you know, and then so there's a deep pass to Kittle for 42 yards, and he gets called for off- offensive pass interference. And I tweeted at the time that the refs hate excitement because, <laughs> like, like, like it felt like that was like a huge play. I mean, at least they were probably going to get a field goal. Now I don't know if oh, it would have it would have mattered as far as the game, but to go in up and when you were expecting to be tied or whatever, I think is is a big deal, you know. And the Super Bowl it doesn't always matter because I feel like the halftime is so long that 
Oh, it was re- it was really long this time. Yeah, I mean it's always really long, but the, you know, like it's crazy how long it is. You know, and and that was another thing that um, I don't know who brought it up, but I was listening to you know sports radio and they were talking about how the beginning of the Super Bowl is often really tough because like it's not like a normal game where you warm up, you go in the tunnel and then you come right back out. You know, you go you warm up and then there's like a full like 30, 40 minutes that that guys have to like, you know, find something to do to stay hyped up or, you know, not get too hyped up or like whatever. They're in the locker room, you know, like freaking out. Right. And they were talking about how like I guess Tom Brady <laughs> like a couple of times would like take a nap <laughs> right. during during that time, you know, because know you a, have lot the, 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 a lot of the, my reference to that. We had a uh Similar situation in a high school game. Now high school and pro different, but still the same in managing how you treat your body, how you work. Right. Whoa. Uh oh. Pause. There it is. So, listen, man. So, man it's hot, man. man. It's hot. It's the whiskey is coming in hot. Oh, not. Listen, man. I put in the message. I put in the message. Are we doing a pod tonight? All of a sudden, my phone starts blowing up at like 10:45. Man. Hey, we're doing a pod. I don't know where you're at in, at in all this, but Shakira looked damn good, didn't she? <laughs> okay, well, where I was that, that, at. So that was my highlight. <laughs> we had a similar situation in the high school during our sem, our semi-state run. We were talking about long pauses, Shakira. basically. And uh, we had to manage a 45-minute delay. And the kids, you know, took naps, you know, studied their plays and did a little, you know, things like that. So I could see where the long breaks can be difficult on teams. Yeah, we were just talking about how the first half ended and, you know, how they would have liked to have how they would have liked to have gone out with, you know, some kind of a lead. But then you had that offensive pass interference. Yeah, um, and you know, so I was just saying, you go into the half with some momentum. If you get a lead there, obviously, if you get a touchdown, it's huge. I don't think they would have necessarily done that, but they probably would have gotten a field goal for sure. Uh, but I think that momentum going into the halftime in the Super Bowl is overrated because of the long halftime. You know, like, you know, it's and then we were talking about how the beginning of the game, there's this huge gap between when they warm up on the field and then when they go in and they actually come out because you got the national anthem and all the commercials and all that crap. That's cool, so. but it was pretty much the same story throughout the playoffs. They they acted like a – the Chiefs basically acted like a experienced heavyweight fighter. I said it before. They got knocked up against the ropes. They take your best shot. They let you wear yourself out, and then boom, when they when they see it, they strike. Right. They, that's, that's how it was all playoffs. So, right, well, and I had said earlier, I just said, you know, they took those same punches from the Ravens and the Titans. Oh, yeah, so man. They, so they knew they knew how to take it. They knew what to do. I don't think they ever really got out of it, and the defense kept coming. And, you know, eventually it just came down to you have Jimmy G. Is he going to make plays, or is Patrick Mahomes going to make plays? And, I mean, Jimmy G played well, considering everybody was shitting on him for San Francisco right. just being a run team. He, he played well. You know what I mean? It's just that Andy Reid offense works when you have the right players in place, and that that's what, no. I, that's what I saw as a Bears fan. The system does work. We just need to put the right players in it. We need a tight end. We need a quarterback. We need some upgrades on the offensive line. We're golden. Because our defense is just as good. Let's, let's not act like it's not. That, I, I, it was a positive for me because I know if we get the right players here, this system works. That's that's what was proven tonight. I just, agree. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Like I, I, to me, it's a positive, and that's why I was I was rooting for the Chiefs because Nagy is a, a Reed guy. He runs the same very same system. Yeah, and, I mean, and it worked. It does. I like the uh, variations that he put on it where. In the goal line situation where he motions Mahomes to the right to, towards the guard, and then yeah. they do a direct snap to the running back, I thought that was uh, pretty ingenious of him. You know, it reminded me uh, I've seen some high, high school offices run a similar style. It just goes to show how deep 
they they dig in. That playbook is super deep. And so so is ours, man. But we haven't been able to tap into it. I know it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it. We complain when it doesn't go well. Nags is not calling the right plays. He's he's a clone, man. And if we if we have the right quarterback in place, and it sounds like it's gonna be Mitch, but hopefully it hopefully it clicks with him. I don't see it, but we need to get the right guy in there, man. Like, I have to agree with you. Feel like uh, we're as far as being a Bears fan through all this, we're not as far off as maybe we think we are. No, we have a system that can work if we get the right players. We have a good defense. It's a big off season, man. I'm not trying to make it all Bears. And congratulations to the Chiefs, man, because I for the for a minute there I was like, oh I mean, damn. Yeah. It felt like you know. It felt if you're listening like the to this, had this though in the third quarter. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you already know it's going to be kind of bare sided. So, oh yeah, we have to no doubt. We need to try to find a way to tie it in. Oh, ab- absolutely. But I think the one thing that surprised me was how well that Kansas City ran the ball early, and I was, you know, they ran the ball pretty good, almost like San Francisco was surprised by it, you know. Oh, that kid Samuel is a beast, too. It's yeah, like, and Williams I, ran I, well. Yeah, man. I mean, they, they – Shanahan, they, they got the right thing in place. I mean, they're, they're not far off either. But I was just happy to see Andy Reid win one, man. Like, he's come so close so many times, and he's always had solid teams. It was good to see Andy get one. 21 years in the business, and good for him. Absolutely. The cheeseburgers will be flowing in Kansas City. I was telling uh, AA before we started, you know, the Gaslight District in Kansas City is going to be popping. Oh, yeah. That's a great That's a great place to hang out, by the way. Definitely. If you ever get a chance to go to KC. Go, oh, I, I, heard, I heard the food's unbelievable, man. Oh, Kansas City. Kansas City food is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I was uh, – what was it 50 a lot plus of years for them? What's that? It was like 50 plus years for them, man. Yeah, 50 that's, that's years. huge. Can you imagine? Well, Maybe. we're getting we're close. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> we're fastly approaching. Absolutely, man. It I, I was just said a lot. Yeah, you, did I you call the? A lot. Definitely. Did you call the score in the game for DraftKings? Uh, no, I called it. Way earlier in the uh, House Hall Brawls uh, pick them that we had, I had a 31-17, which is the same score I gave here, which is the same score I gave everybody. And, oh, a 31-20 to 20 looks pretty close. Yeah, but I was 35-20. Oh, so you had, oh. Yeah, but you were closer by one point, man. Oh, that means I get a tie. It does. Pony got the tie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what did I miss, man? What do you guys? Were you guys? Well, we were kind of shooting back and forth about how uh, I was impressed with how uh, patient Kansas City was early. You know. Yeah. They didn't put ball much. They they took what the defense gave them. Things of that nature. That's what it does. Like from the first half, man. What was your? Well, it's like I said before, like if you, like I know people get frustrated with Nagy, but what Andy Reid does is he'll call he'll call a bunch of plays to start the game just to see how the defense reacts. And once he finds out that weakness, he exploits it. And he, he's done that throughout the playoffs. And Nagy, Nagy, we get frustrated with Nagy, and he tries all these different plays. But what he, what, what the purpose of that is, is to try. They have guys up in the booth charting things and and breaking it down and seeing exactly what happens, and and what plays are successful against that defense. It's just strategic. When it doesn't work, yes, you could sit there and complain about it, but it's a good strategy. And and Reed was patient, and he kept flowing, and he ended up seeing what was working. Boom, man! Like this, this offense was was just quick striking throughout the playoffs, and they did it again. And this was even the most impressive feat because this defense, the 49ers defense, is sick. Like I, at a point right. in the game, I was like, "Damn, this shit's over!" Like they got the run game to kill the clock, and like it's a wrap. But they, it's it's just they got really, away from it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's impressive. It's, it's so impressive because they've battled back from so many deficits, man. Like, I'm watching they, the highlights now. If you're a San Francisco fan, it's eight minutes, 24 seconds, and you're up 10. If you're a Houston Texans fan, oh, you're up 24 nothing. This has got to be sick. I'm just saying, this team is just relentless, man. They, they, Andy Reid has built something there, and those guys are fighters, and they have the players to execute it. And eventually, it's almost like eventually, you, there's only so long you can keep up with their guys. They have speed. Their O line seems to get better throughout the game, even if mm-hmm. it starts off. They, they just seem to learn from their mistakes, and and that's the sign of a Super Bowl champion. You get yep. better as the game goes along. You learn what your opponent's doing, and you and you just pick them apart. And kudos to the Kansas City offensive line late. Yeah, for man. giving Mahomes time to throw. I mean, I mean, they kind of they were like that running back that you give them the ball more and they just get better. You know what I mean? Yes. You don't see that a lot with offensive lines. And normally, when shit's going bad, it just continues to go bad. These guys are learning and correcting their mistakes. That's huge. Right. Man. I agree. I agree. They played. They did well. I was just shocked. The ebbs and flows of this game. You know. I've, I was talking about how I sit in the chat. It's like, boy, this game feels over. Whenever they were up 20 to 10, it's like, boy, something's got to change. And Kansas City went out, and what did they do the next drive? They they go, hurry up, right out of the gate, and get back on the board. And it's like, holy shit, this game's not they, over yet. They even started slapping the 49ers in the face with their own medicine with a run game. Yes, they did. You know, Sammy Watkins just torching Richard Sherman. Ooh. It's hard. It's hard for an old cornerback, man. Eventually, the, the speed guys are going to get you. Well, that's the whole thing, man. It's the as much as it's the older corner. It's the fact that the you know he he can be that older corner if the pass rush gets there, and it just wasn't getting there. No, so, and kudos to their offensive line, man. Reed had these guys. I mean. It was just so impressive how they were able to come back and yeah. get better as the game went along and adjust to what they were doing and exploiting right. it. And we, we have we have the same – with Nagy, I think we have the same mind. Like I was, if we can get hey, our line to back. do something. We just need, we need the right pieces. And honestly, I think quarterback and tight end, this shit looks a lot better. I agree. Yeah, they're showing this last drive, you know. It's uh, Jimmy, you know, we were talking about it also. We were talking about it off air. The batted passes at the line, you know, a yep, that's that guy. I, a real legitimate candidate for MVP, I thought, and you thought too, you know, him and Williams, I thought could have easily. Got the MVP just as well as Patrick Mahomes. Not the the NFL was going to let that happen, but <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, I just think that like no matter what, you know, you're the quarterback, you touch the ball that much, you made the plays, you know, like to make the comeback. I, I, if it wasn't for Tyree Kill, then that ball get out of his hands. It, it might have been a different outcome. Yeah, but that pass was behind him. You're talking it about the was, but he it was. I mean that. That should have been caught, man. I agree, but Mahomes didn't play that well. And, he was you know, a little shook at first. He looked like, a little shook. I mean, we were talking about earlier that, you know, that basically the 49ers are going to rush four and drop seven. And, you know, it sounds kind of crazy, but, like, you know, almost like that we're going to make Mahomes beat us. But the, at the end of the day. He did. He, he did. And when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill you know, on the field, eventually him and Mahomes are going to beat you. Like, eventually. You might get them one drive, you might get them one play, but if you give them enough chances, they're going to beat you. And I thought a huge key but this that's, game... That's what good quarterbacks do. We talked about that with right. Rodgers, too. You give him the ball enough, he's going to beat yep. you. That That's what franchise quarterbacks do. Yep. And, and you I'm give sorry. the ball... Yeah. I'm sorry, man, but I hate to harp on it, but Ryan Pace, you failed the city, bro. Like, there's a Super Bowl quarterback you passed on now. It, it's not getting better. Like, you need to get this shit right. Yeah, but I'm, can we just – I mean, I I'm think sorry, it's time. I'm sorry, bro. It's, re- I know. it's real, though. But but, but I think there it's we time. Go. Mahomes won his Super Bowl. It's time to stop talking about it. Like, it's time to stop talking about Mahomes versus Trubisky. 
Like I it's haven't not talked wrong. about it much, but no. I'm just saying it's I legit agree, now. But don't you, don't, don't you, it was legit before. He was the MVP, and he and he went to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, it, just, it already it's was legit. More legit now. Right, but it doesn't like <laughs> it, it's it's just pointless. Like Would it's you literally say it's too legit to talk about. You know what I mean? Like eleven other just, teams passed on him, man. He's not. We're not the only team that passed on I'm him. I'm just saying. Much. I felt that at the end of the game. Like, yep, there it is. Like I haven't really complained. Yeah, about I, I honestly didn't. Like I'm not. I just. I'm not gonna live in that. I mean, I and, and not, you're not wrong. I'm just saying. Like I think it's. I think it's smart for Bears fans to choose to not live in that headspace because it's worthless. Like you wanna. You wanna relive the 2006 Super Bowl like all those guys do all the time and lament about that. Fine. They were in that game. But it's almost like, you know, Bears fans want to cry like we lost the Super Bowl because we didn't get Mahomes. It's it's not I'm realistic. Not going there, bro, but I'm just looking at our quarterback history and it's another it's another level to that story. It really it is. is. It is. But to keep bringing it up and I'm not saying you, but a lot of people it's just like, you know, I mean, you know, even if like a lot of people would have loved to I think have seen Mahomes fail to somehow knock him down a peg to to soften the 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 missed pick i saw bears fans doing it to jimmy g because he was handing the ball off so much but he i think he played well tonight and i would take jimmy we should we could add him too i mean it's on both sides it's i just i'm gonna i'm gonna try and i'm not gonna say i'm gonna succeed but i'm gonna try to stop because it's just pointless like that's working for you bro it's not. It doesn't work. <laughs> but I'm just it, like I'm gonna try. Like, and I hope that more Bears fans will try. And the only thing that's gonna the only thing that's gonna make it go away is them eventually winning. Well, if, Ryan Pace gets my real men of genius for fucking passing on fucking Mahomes or Trubisky. You done fucked up. I'll leave it at that. Right, but but again, as we've talked about a million times, it's not a one-for-one proposition. It's not like we would have had Mahomes and Mac and Nagy. That's not what we would have had. Traded up to a guy that they said we fleece that that we and he said we fleece the Bears and we talked so much shit and his team was in a Super Bowl. Whatever, man. That shit that shit stirs shit up for me a little bit. It it does, (laughs) but you don't have to rehash it because it's not. If they had gotten Mahomes, it's not as if everything else would have gone the way that it went. It just wouldn't. You would have had Mahomes and Fox down long. Makes for good talk though, doesn't it? No, because it's not smart. It's stupid. It's well, not yeah, a one for one proposition. It's not. It's not like you just take Mahomes and drop him onto this team with Nagy and Mac. You don't. Everything would have changed, and who knows where we would have been. We could have been. We could have. The the defense could have regressed, and you could have had Mahomes with this great offense and and a bad defense. You never know. Like you literally never know what would have happened. Like you just don't. So you can't you can't nope. sit here and just say it's a one for one proposition and go, you know, the Bears should be in the Super Bowl with Mahomes. Like you say that. Just, I know, but a lot of people are. I'm just saying we picked the wrong when, quarterback. Of course we did. But we always do. You know, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it is what it is. I mean, I don't know. I just I I don't look at it that way. I look at you know. I think what you probably already said, which was that, you know, you, you feel good about our coach because that system just won the Super Bowl, yep. you know? Yep. And um, we just need the quarterback to run it and the tight end. I mean. Right. And I think ultimately they just need to, like, he needs to trust. I mean, I was mentioned this to Jared. It's kind of like what Jay was talking about. With big barstool, big cat, you know, March is telling him you got to take a seven-step drop and just throw it to this spot, and the receiver will be there. Mahomes has that ultimate trust, like where he just knows that Tyreek Hill is going to be wherever he puts the ball, and they both know where that ball is going to be. And you know, that's just not—that's not. I don't know if that'll ever be who Mitch is, but it's not where he is now. You know, she basically just said that we fucked up. <laughs> I'm not saying we didn't fuck up. We clearly <laughs> fucked up. Jesus. You just pointless. said they got a quarterback that basically knows he's on point with his receivers and he knows where they're going to be when he no, throws the you're, ball. You're we we have one that's not. 
words in my mouth. I wasn't telling you you're wrong that we didn't fuck up. It's just pointless to talk about because it's not a one-for-one proposition. Like, you can't take the 2019 Bears and go, well, Mahomes would be on this team. It's not what would have happened. A million other dominoes would have fallen. It's, it's, it's butterfly effect. Like, it doesn't just – you can't just, you know, go back in time in a fucking DeLorean and pick up Mahomes and bring him to the Bears. Like, it doesn't work like that. See, I disagree because I think Mahomes is a generational talent. I think this kid would have been – and he's one of those guys that would have succeeded no matter where he went. I'm sorry. He's got that skill set. I mean, probably, but the Bears have Not at the, rate the Bears have an unbelievable right ability to to ruin quarterbacks, <laughs> like so. Yeah, I understand. I, I understand success. where you're coming from. Yeah, that just has with Kansas I mean, City. What if uh, what if Shanahan had never, you know, what if Shan- Jay was talking about how he almost went to the Redskins? He could ended up in, you know, with the Redskins and Shanahan. I mean, who knows? Like. You know, it, there's a million different scenarios that that could have gone on. You know, what if the what if the Bears never signed Jay to that long-term extension? You know? Yeah, I mean the what if game. I, I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, like the what if game is the what if game is the what if game. So you can, if you want to play it on Mahomes and call it legit, then you can't call it legit to not say it other ways. You know what? I mean, <laughs> what if McMahon doesn't get his back broken? What if, yep. you know, uh, like a million things? Like, what if Walter Payton never gets cancer? What if, you know, I mean, uh, I'm not taking, I'm not asking you to come take that walk with me, bro. But I know. I'm just saying it's I'm legit. I'm just saying at some point you got to stop. Like, and it, in I just other, started, man. It took I, a Super I, Bowl, though. I know. I mean, I'm just saying, like, for for your own mental health, though, like if you're waiting for the Bears to win a Super Bowl for for that to like go, you know, for that to like burn a little less well, no, bright. And I get it, but you, you're talking about the frustrations of Twitter. I'm just saying, like yeah. outside of all that bullshit, like I, just, I, for me personally, I felt it more tonight than ever. I mean, that counting to yeah. ten was one thing at Soldier Field, like that was a slap in the face. But this is just like I felt it more than to me tonight. I felt like good for the Chiefs, good for Andy. Oh, Green. I'm happy for them. Yeah, Chiefs fans waited 50 years for a Super Bowl. At the end of the day, that really like the Bears was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, with think about how many good teams Kansas City's had that didn't get here. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. All the Schottenheimer years. Yeah, you know they they getting uh, getting Joe Montana. I mean, yeah, Derek Thomas. Uh, they had you know uh, Okoye and you know uh, Larry Johnson and Priest Larry Holmes. Larry Johnson, and, Priest Holmes. You know Neil. Uh, what was uh, what was the other defensive end? Neil. Um, Neil Smith. Smith. Yeah. Uh, fuck. You know Dante Hall. Yeah. I mean, like so many great players, great teams that didn't get there, didn't win. So yep. to me, there was the Bears was the furthest thing from my mind. That's it's amazing what can happen when you draft a franchise quarterback. Although at the beginning, before yeah. before the but, game even started, the Bears were immediately on all our minds with the uh, next 100 video that the NFL shot and seeing Virginia McCaskey hand the ball off to. It's just like yeah. man. You know what's yeah. funny too, like in the uh, that choked me up, and I and I liked the way they did that ad, and I was like, oh, I, I totally knew it was gonna happen. I was like, this kid's gonna run on the field like in real life, and it was really cool. Um, I thought a couple of weird things. I wasn't, I was kind of half listening. I was like cooking food, but there was like all that weird stuff in the in the pregame, and then there was you know Terry Bradshaw basically like kind of shitting on Mahomes, like saying that you know his arm angles and his funky stuff was gonna catch up to him. You know, like, which I thought was kind of random. Like, it, it was, he was just like, you know, saying, like, oh, I'm tired I never of hearing. Listen to Terry, man. Yeah, well, he was basically like going on a little mini rant before the game saying how he's tired of hearing about how, you know, everybody changes the game. You know, he's like, they said that about Marino, about Elway, about Kelly, about, you know, and now they're saying about Mahomes. And he's like, you know, you know, he's like, you know, these guys, you know, they defenses catch up, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. The other team, you know, even, the other, even, the other team sorry. plays too. Even though the right. team that he loves so much has a quarterback that plays the most playground bullshit you've ever seen. Like he Absolutely. pulls stuff out of yeah. his ass, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, At the end of the day, you, you need guys that make plays when shit goes bad. 
Yeah. And we have a guy who can't make plays even when shit goes perfect. And that's the problem. Yeah, yeah he the, he can in, in spurts now. Let's, <laughs> in spurts. Not enough, dude. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Not enough. But, you know. I mean, not enough. If we've got it, you got to take the good with the bad. And... No, because the good is not that good. Exactly. They just they just need to make it right yeah. this off season, man. Yeah. It's like well, I, I know it's I, I know it's hilarious and it's it's apparently the dumbest tweet of the week to say that I don't want Mitch Trubisky to be the quarterback, but what are you uh, talking think, about? What what think, is the dumbest tweet of the week? Yeah, I don't know. There's uh, apparently there's some other uh, people out there who think who, who waste their time on shit like that, but the you know, at the end of the day, I think you're the fucking dumbest person of the week if you think Mitch is our quarterback. Like, you're the fucking dumbest person of the fucking year at that that point, too. It's hot take season, man. Like, it, yeah. if you want to say whoever for Mitch, anybody can make an argument for pretty much anybody that's serviceable. So, I, I don't... It, it's kind of weird that people, like, try to troll Twitter to find that shit, but whatever. Right. I think I think we all have the right to our opinion, man. And, and when exactly. we don't... It's bullshit. So, like, if you want to say Mullins or whoever the hell you want to say, right? No, nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about this time of year. Exactly. We're gonna see how it plays out. Share your opinion. Who cares? I mean, my like, point is that I'm just I'm exhausted. My point was just I was exhausted about seeing this dude. Like, I'm fucking tired. Of, you know, I yeah, wrote you with came, him. You, like, you came out hot on purpose. People right. <laughs> right. People don't understand your personality. It's it's stupid. Like, right. we're, sar- we're sarcastic on Twitter, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like even yeah, like even Halitech was like, explain your take. I'm like, sometimes I just sometimes I just say shit, dude. It's Twitter. That's like, what Twitter is. It's random yeah, thoughts. Like sometimes I just say random shit and then I work it out on on and then I maybe come to a point or maybe I come to something dumb. But at the day, like that is what it is. Like that's you know, what Twitter's supposed to be, bro. Right. It's like well, no, well not for some. Apparently, some people think they're just the smartest people you know, in the room and only say smart things and only tweet smart things and, you know, or they're fucking smarter than the coach or smarter than the GM and they only tweet and say smart things, apparently, you know, that are fucking perfect and can't have holes poked in them, you know, like that Jordan Howard's elite, shit like that. Glass houses are fragile as fuck. Just, yeah, just they really just are. Just believe that. So at the end of the day, I think we got a good Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> so there's that. The game was the game was good, you know. I think it was good in an unexpected way. Like it was boring yeah. as fuck at first, but it got it got better. Yeah, I mean it was a little boring. I mean I think that you know the 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 you know I I expected the Chiefs to be able to play a little better than they did, but I mean shit the. The way that San Francisco runs the ball is actually pretty exciting to watch. You know what I mean? Like that kid Samuel, yeah. I was like, who the f-? like? Wow, he yeah, was impressed tonight too. Who knows who he is? I mean, 36th pick out of South Carolina. Like I never heard of him. No, um, me either, man. I'm like, wow, okay. I'm sure some Twitter geniuses have heard of him, or so they'll say, but um, I don't. I never heard of him. I mean, the guy, the guy became their number one receiver, basically. You know, and and running all those jet sweeps. Now, you know, to me, like, you sit there and go, you want to compare it to the Bears. You think, well, isn't that isn't this stuff that we could be doing with Corderell Patterson? Um, you know, like he's a, looks like a very similar type of guy. But again, the difference is is that you have to make the defense play you honest. And you know, I think the Chiefs, strangely enough, it were expecting the 49ers to do what they weren't expecting them to do. And so they were playing ready for the pass, you know, and then the 49ers just started doing what they do. But, I mean, those toss sweeps that they run, I mean, that's like, that's, it's exciting football to watch. Like, if you're not, you know, like seeing these guys set their blocks and, and, you know, all the defense is flowing towards him and the guy's like rushing to get to the edge and then he pops around the corner. I mean, you know, that's why... Wait, the way they mm-hmm. set blocks up too on those sweeps, the the way the the carry the ball carrier does it is just awesome. Yeah, I mean, and they pushes just have it to... wide intentionally, so yep, the guy yeah, takes a wider set angle, up those cut back lanes. Yeah, you talk about like... Cordero Patterson. I think that that's one thing that frustrated me about Nagy. Like he came out and said, "I want to play tight end, play that kid at tight end." 
Like, let's get a dynamic playmaker at yeah, tight end and see I what mean, this offense can do. We, we I, lack what that. I'm hoping, what I'm hoping, you know, to, to bring in her background of the Bears is that now there's a bunch of guys on that staff that have pro experience, you know. Yeah. And I and and so hopefully they will they will speak up and Nagy will listen to them. And whereas I think before you had guys who wouldn't, I don't think Helfrich was going to say anything, um, you know. And I think he said it's the kind of guy that handles what he handles, but he's just kind of like, well, I, I do what I do, and if it works, it works, whatever. You know, but now I think you have, you know, strong voices in DeFlippo and um, Laser to some extent who are going to, you know, be – who have real deal pro winning, you know, experience, play calling experience, and so – Hopefully that, which I know. think is good for an experienced quarterback. But we got a guy that like too many voices in the room. Is that a good, is that a good thing? We don't know. Like this is a guy that overthinks. It's like oh here we go again. Now what are we resetting shit? So I, yeah, I hope we get a I veteran mean, in I that just, can handle it. Maybe maybe a bridge to Mitch. I'll even take that for all you Mitch lovers, right? So we bring in a guy that actually can do it, and maybe be a bridge to Mitch improving. I, I don't know, but we need a veteran in here because if we have a consistent quarterback, we're going to be way more competitive. Yeah, I just feel like they don't I, – I feel like that the move right now is that they're going to give Mitch another year. Like, I, as much as I want to believe that there's a chance that, you know – because, you, know, you know, basically Brady – my take on the Brady thing now is that he's just playing all of us. Dude, he came out and said that. I don't know why people didn't – they really thought that was a farewell. Like, he's all about his brand, man. Yeah. I mean, it would just – at this point, like, it would just be stupid for him to abandon what has worked for that long in order to, like, prove some point. He's already proving a point. He's already proving that he's 43 years old and he's doing his – you know, his TB12 method and he's still winning and he's getting back to the mountaintop and all that stuff. So to go out and to, you know, just to chase a few extra million and to win, you know, quote unquote, without Belichick, like, I just don't believe that. And then this idea that Belichick is so prideful that he actually would want Brady to retire to what the fuck does Belichick have to prove? He doesn't have to prove anything. No, but right. think about think about Brady on Tennessee, right? Look what they did with Tanner Hill. Are you kidding me? One game from the Super Bowl. I agree, but but he can the the Patriots were also really close to the Super Bowl too. You know what I mean? Like this year and and that you know like they have they have forty five million dollars in cap space already. They have a bunch of draft picks. They're gonna sign him to a two year deal, two years, sixty million. It'll all be signing bonus, so they'll have a bunch of money for this season. They'll probably end up getting. You know, Jimmy Graham and fucking Ebron and, you know, like all the tight ends the Bears want, the fucking 49ers will get them. Or, the, sorry, the Patriots will get them. And, you know, they'll be right back. Like, I just, you know, like as much as we want to convince ourselves that Brady oh, was. I don't think know, he's leaving, but I'm saying if he went to a team like Tennessee. Uh, of that, course. Of course. They, they would. I mean, why wouldn't they? If they can re-sign Derrick Henry and add a Tom Brady. I mean, shit. They got to be considered a favor for the FC Championship game, right? Yeah, I would think so. But did you did you guys touch on the halftime show? Because I came in a little hot and stomach era. <laughs> no. no, no, we didn't touch I on the halftime show. I was just about show. to watch the replay. But I, but I would like to touch, <laughs> I would like to touch on the halftime show. Yes. Frequently. <laughs> Indeed. That, <laughs> yeah, that was that was, an, that was exciting. A um, lot of lot oh, of gyrations, a lot of, uh, lot of thrusting uh, of crotches and. Shakira's 43, bro. Yeah, J-Lo's like 50-something. Pretty wild. J-Lo doesn't... Shakira's a different story, though. It's true. I'm a a big fan. Uh, (laughs) A lot of of people people exposing themselves on Twitter looking real (laughs) stupid. Like, greatest halftime show ever! (laughs) (laughs) I saw some of the tweets you guys were putting in the chat, man. I was dying. Like, dudes Larry, are just, like, risking it all. Larry, <laughs> Larry Mayer, fucking Will Bond, Clay Travis, that goobers out there looking like a fool. You know, people were bugging out. Who's that one, though? I sent it to my buddy. I'm like, 
Oh, it's good to see G made it. Dude, Pete Blackburn goes, at NFL, my son just humped a hole in our sectional couch. I hope you're happy. (laughs) Shout out to G Stelio for showing up on stage with that bad bunny guy with the silver. (laughs) Dude is everywhere, bro. National Championship, Super Bowl. That Westchester. Yo, that that White Plains assassin, kid. I'm saying, man, he's connected. (laughs) Props to him. Yeah, but that was cool. I mean, it's still still not as good as Prince. Prince is the gold standard. Uh, man, I honestly was pretty impressed by Bruno Mars when he did yeah. his halftime show. Yeah, was Bruno Mars. That, that dude, I've seen him live in concert too. That that kid's a different different beast, man. I thought he killed it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, the, everybody uh, everybody freaking um, you know did a good job. They all. Nobody got arrested. Um, the teams, the teams showed up. I mean, and I'll tell you what. The other thing that's un, unheralded or unmentioned about Patrick Mahomes, that kid took some hits in this game. Yeah, he did. He took Ooh. a hit, got back up, looked over the dude, and was like, yeah. "The other one hurt, son." Like, one I was like on the ground. Like when they when he knocked the ball out, and Mahomes is looking at him like, "What?" And the safety's like on the ground, like spitting blood. It looked like, which is crazy because he might need knee surgery after the season. Yeah, like, he's. He's a tough. He's a gamer, man. That guy's oh, yeah. a gamer. I mean, they got a they got a real one. So good for them. I mean, you know, they 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 haven't exactly had a had a truckload of quarterbacks go through there. Nope. But hey, I'm really happy for Andy. You know, it's absolutely consistently absolutely. consistently good football teams he's coached. He's mm-hmm. been he's been to he's been there so close and. Just for some reason, either, either NFC championships in the past with the Eagles or Super Bowl, it's just it's just good to see, man. He stuck it out 21 years in the business, and good, I'm just I'm really happy for him. He, he's a class act. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Nagy's super excited, and hopefully he carries some of that over too. You know, but I hope, and I think Tariq uh, Tariq Cohen said this. You know, he said that he regretted talking about Super Bowl. So I hope that this upcoming off season that no, nobody talks about Super Bowl, you know, like job one is get back to the playoffs, and then whatever right. happens after that is like fucking who cares. Yeah, it was good to see though the right pieces put into this system. It does work. So the, there's there's promise from the from the well, coaching aspect of yeah, this. Absolutely. I mean, I think a couple interesting things. You know, one is that now this system, you know, has won Super Bowls with with Foles. And with Mahomes, you know, so, you know, you obviously. You were talking about two opposite ends of the spectrum of quarterback. You see, you see that the, 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 how this system works. And like you just said, Diddy, that tight ends, I mean, tight ends, tight ends, tight ends, tight ends, Um, you know, absolutely. But then off, off topic a little bit, you know, the, the, the quarterback dominoes, you know, going back to Brady and whatever, continue to kind of, you know, move around. I mean, you know, we basically found out that, you know, the way that Breeze's contract is structured, that if he retires, it's going to cost them a ton of dead cap. So it appears less and less likely that, one, Breeze is going to retire, but, two, that Bridgewater will be back there because um, I just don't think – if Breeze comes back, it, it's not going to be for super cheap and, you know – so I think they're really going to end up with Breeze and Taysom Hill, which you know just leads you to believe like where is Bridgewater going to go? Well, we saw those rumors from Shafter today that uh, the Raiders are going to be players in the Tom Brady free agency. So that means, I mean, but then, what, what, but then the, what, that coming out from somebody that that well regarded, though, I mean, what does right. that do to Derek Carr? He's probably going to be like, I, I want out. Yeah, I mean, especially after you know you found out all that Brady shit was just a Hulu commercial. Like <laughs> he's like he just he just took like his middle finger us, up to everybody. He just played us all. Uh, Turn my Hulu like, off. Like does garbage. does Belichick look worried at like Gronk's beach party and his fucking Madras shorts and his flip flops? <laughs> Belichick, <laughs> Belichick's like, yeah, I'm real worried about whether Brady's gonna come back. He's like, we played you all. Belichick probably got a cut. <laughs> I blame it on Disney, man. They own Hulu now, so. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think Brady's leaving, and and you know, for whatever reason, Gruden just doesn't like Carr. 
So Carr's going to be out there. Um, and then Olsen said he, he, you know, supposedly said he wants to play in Carolina. You know, Cam Washington. Newton, or sorry, put in Washington with Rivera. Then Cam Newton says he, he fully expects to be back in Carolina, which is just kind of like. It's gonna be interesting off season. Yeah, I saw that. Crazy. Then you got you got fucking people talking about how it would be a no brainer to bring Winston in for the Bears on a one year uh, deal. We don't. That's color all over again, <laughs> man. Crazy. Like what? A one year deal. took you to an NFC Championship game. Let's not forget. Yeah, but this in is in the defense. I mean, but I'm just saying. Yeah. We don't no need offense. a project. We have a project. Yeah, I mean, I would be more in favor of bringing in Winston on a real contract than a one-year deal. That makes no sense. I think the best thing for Winston would be to sit behind Big Ben for a year and learn that system because I think he has he he could be the same guy if he if he knocks off the the erratic play. He's hard to take down, like Ben. He can extend plays like Ben. He's the same build. You know what I mean? So I think he could work in Pittsburgh if he's given that opportunity, but I, I don't know if he's going to actually be willing to take that step back where he has to sit no, behind he, a guy he and learn. He thinks he's a starter. He no, but he's young. He's still young. That's what I I'm agree. Saying. I agree, but I just don't – like, I think there's not going to be much of a market for him, and so it's going to be it's going to be a rude awakening when he doesn't get to go, you know. I mean, he would be smart to – go to a place like maybe like the Jets or like you say Steelers, you know, because Ben's not going to be around for long and kind of, and play it like Bridgewater. I mean, he should look at the Bridgewater model and say, let me go someplace and make $10 million, $12 million as a backup, someplace where the, where the quarterback's either going to retire or maybe he's not so um, steady or, you know, entrenched. And then you go from there. Um mm-hmm. I mean, you know, going back to the our quarterback situation, you, you heard that um, the the Flippo interview with Joniak and Thayer, you know, and and uh, I mean, don't forget what he did with Minshew. I think that, uh, you know, yeah, I think I think one of like, the things somebody said something about Minshew is that he he reads defenses differently. Was it uh, Schofield? Yeah, he went through his progressions. Yeah, well, he yeah, it was basically saying that Minshew's like a whole a whole lot better than Anthony Gordon, right? Because of that, you know, progressions and feet, you know, keeping his feet moving. Right. Um, but that's something too, where it's like Jimmy G has that kind of thing where he's sort of you know a little bit statuesque sometimes, but sometimes it works. I mean, yeah, you know, it didn't work out for him today, but. No, but, I mean, that was mainly because the Chiefs defense, I think, had him figured out. And that's the thing, too, about if you don't mix up your play action enough, yes. the, the, the D-line can time it, and that's what started happening. So, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were able to time him up, and Chris Jones, I mean, you know, huge. And there were a few chip balls. Yeah, too, he so. had three of them. Yeah, he had three, but I think there were more. I think there were probably five tip balls all says together. Something, says something about your release point. It says something about not getting the ball over the line of scrimmage. There's got to be film on that that says, hey, if you can't get there, get your hands up, especially with Jimmy G. You know what yeah. I'm saying? No, that, I mean, they obviously scouted that on him, you know, and I mm-hmm. think that that's, you know, uh, that's one thing too is that you know if it's something about your mechanics or your body movements is a tell basically to you know to to let the defense know okay when he does this he's definitely gonna throw it um, yeah so that's you know that's what he's gonna have to clean up I mean and that's that's this is this is the true test I mean you know they the the 49ers just did what the Bears did and went from you know a shit record to a great record and they, they took it all the way to the Super Bowl. But now we'll see. You know, I mean, you were saying, oh, oh, they'll be back. You know, not you saying no. that. People are talking about they'll be back, and it's like it ain't that easy, man. No, like, it ain't. Ask the Rams how easy exactly. it is to, to come back to the Super Bowl. I mean, Ask the Falcons. Yep. The tw- ever since the 28-3, to they've not been back. Yep. You know, you lose that game, and you don't, you never have the same players. You never have the same people. You never have that same momentum that you had for one year. 
Oh, every team is different. I think they're built to be good for a long time, though. I think it's yeah, but I don't think that you can just put them back in the Super Bowl, nor do I think that you can even do that with the Chiefs. Sammy Watkins is not going to be back next year. I think yeah. it, like Taylor Gabriel right. going Taylor Gabriel going to San Fran would be huge for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah like one or two more one or two more really good receivers. I agree, but there's going to be a whole year of tape on Jimmy G, and we were just talking about how he got all those passes broken up, and. Is there something to that? Is there something to the way his play action is? Is he predictable in his movements? You know, because they obviously had something figured out. Like, you didn't see that happening to him prior. So they, Spagnolo figured something out. You know, props to Spagnolo. I mean, Spagnolo's now, his defenses have gotten, uh, you know, have gotten two Super Bowls now. Yeah. So, against. I think, uh, you know, we talk about that as Bears fans and how we, you know, the uh, likelihood of us coming back and why we were so bitter over a missed field goal. And those opportunities don't come all the time. You've got to take advantage of them. We had the defense that year, two years ago, that could do it. We had a defense this year that could have easily done it. Have we got a couple of turnovers or a competent quarterback play or anything like that? So you got to take advantage of it. There's no guarantees. No guarantees that the Niners would be back. And that's a They're tough young, division. Though, I mean, well, young, San, Francisco, San Francisco's young. Seattle's not exactly old. You I'm know, just saying, the Rams are the Rams. I mean, that that's a tough division. And you've got a young Arizona team with a young quarterback. I mean, you got to get there this, and cash it in. This was a team we're talking about. Their coach being on the hot seat before the season started, though. I, I don't think they expected this this quick to be in the Super Bowl. Right, but my, like, my I, I think that they, they've got a lot of potential going forward. I, I can see why I their agree. fans would be excited. Yeah, I definitely agree. That that you know they're back in the mix, but I'm just saying like to say that they'll be back necessarily is I think a stretch. Like I, they should be back in the playoffs. I don't I don't look at this team and go yeah they're they're automatically. A Super Bowl contender next season. I just don't. Until proven otherwise. I don't see Mostert being a guy that you ride, you know, to the Super Bowl. We talked about that too, though. Like, there were years in Denver where, like, it didn't matter who was the running back, it succeeded because of the way they scheme shit up. I mean, they could. Right. That's a Shanahan thing. Like, they plug anybody in. It is, but then you look at, I mean, like, People talking about John Lynch, you know, he's so great now. I mean, he, he had plenty of misses. Jarrett McKinnon was a huge miss, you know. I mean, in in a way, and, and Jimmy G even talked about this, they got lucky that Jimmy G got hurt, and they had a losing season, and they ended up with Nick Bosa. And look what Nick Bosa turned into. And look what Debo Samuel turned into. There's a, there's a certain amount of luck that goes into this. And, you know, that's what at least I think gives me some kind of hope is that I still feel like, most of the core of the Bears team is still pretty good, and you know, oh, yeah. if they, if they, I mean, again, I I, you know, I hate to fucking do this because I really don't even want to watch him play quarterback ever again. But if <laughs> if somehow he could become like a top 17, 15 quarterback, some way. But but again, it's like, do you really like? <laughs> Nagy has to choose. Uh, Nagy has to choose. Does he redo his whole system for Mitch, or does he stick to his guns and and say no? I have to have a quarterback that can run this. And I think you have to go to me. Yeah, and I my thing is like I I hope that like if they don't bring in a real vet like. I just don't even know what I'm gonna do if they if they if they were to do something like bring in fucking bring Chase Daniel back or bring like a, a like some bum ass backup and just be like Mitch is our guy again we're gonna run this back and we're just gonna I think play. even if they bring in Mariota right like it's gonna they're gonna really have to hide coverage at training camp because I'm sure he could beat him out. I just, I really hope. Like, I'm just hoping beyond hope. I mean, because it just, like, if they really, I don't know. If they like, run it back with Mitch, you're probably going to just. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it talked about on Wild and Sylvie this week that some Chiefs players said that, you know, 
Uh, Cam, yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah, that, that work. Oh, you guys are getting Cam. What do you think? You know, what? Oh, I think you're getting Cam. I mean, it's probably Frank Clark. That guy talks and talks and talks. <laughs> <laughs> like... He offered uh, a, he offers his opinion pretty freely. Yeah. Right, Chris Myers was like, oh, I guess you're going to have your own show. Oh, my God. Chris Myers is like watching paint dry. Yo, thank God they didn't do that terrible, like, walk the this, this trophy out, you know, where they would, like, have the trophy held by by a old yeah, player. Everybody kissing it. That and... thing was, that was, like, the most awkward, cringy shit every year, and they'd play that, like, like over and over, it would take like 15 minutes for the fucking trophy to get across the field. Thank God they didn't do that. Yeah, we have, well they got that bad flu going around now. They don't want to fuck around. Yeah, everybody no. kissing that shit. <laughs> Coronavirus and shit. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I mean, good Super Bowl, good for the Chiefs, good for fucking Patrick Mahomes, and good for his crazy girlfriend, and good for Andy Reid. Good for Bears fans to know that our system works if the right players are in place. Hopefully we get there. Right. Ultimately, I think the real lesson that the Chiefs showed is that they had a great offense, but they needed a defense. And so what did they do? They fucking said, fuck it. We have we're firing the defensive coordinator. We're, We're changing the defensive scheme. We're bringing in different players. We're getting rid of the number one sack guy in the league. We don't care. We're bringing in the guys that fit this system. And, you know, at the end of the day, they that's what worked. I mean, the defense, the defense is as responsible for winning that game as anything. So, like, that's, you know, I think that's the, the real story is that it, you know, you, even though um, – you know, you had those teams that, you know, that remember the Rams and Chiefs, like insane scoring yes. fucking deal. Like, that's going to be the wave of the future. Well, didn't really pan out that way. Well, I don't think, I, I don't think, I don't think you guys realize how monumental of a moment this was. Shakira broke the Madden curse, bro. Why? <laughs> Mahomes was the cover boy. Oh, wow. Shakira, bro. Her Shakira. hips don't lie, and they oh. broke good luck. You see, see, it's all relative, man. What a halftime awesome. show! That that was the most impressive shit. Hey, how know. about that score though? That that thirty-one to twenty. How about that? <laughs> Going right back to football, man. Uh, I'm sorry. That that was that was very that was mesmerizing. It was. It was. It was very mesmerizing. Yeah, so Jer, you weren't on AA. He he picked thirty-one to seventeen. You picked forty-five thirty-three, and I picked thirty-five to twenty. So Jer actually got it one point closer than me. Mm-hmm. But but so we got to figure out here because you picked seventeen and I picked twenty. Mm. I don't I don't know if you're under that. If that we got to figure that out. I don't care that much. I could not possibly care less. Jer wins as far as I'm concerned. Congrats <laughs> to the pony. The pony abides. <laughs> the pony wins. I weaseled my way back in just to tie. Yeah, yep. that's how you do it. So the pony won the pony pick him. Yep. Big old meatball grinder for, for Jer for winning. Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Out, man. It's exciting too the the direction I think the brawl's going and they're getting bigger. I think it's it's gonna be interesting to see, man. Got got a lot of big things ahead. Word word. All right. Well, uh this is our episode for this week. Uh I'm out of town. Uh so everybody well, have t- a great t- week. T- tell people what you're doing. You're there to to Investigate the Derek Carr situation in Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to Tom Brady news. I'm going to Vegas for work. I'm not (laughs) not going to be investigating anything but some sleep and some buffets. I want a selfie in front of the draft setup if they're already getting busy down there. Yeah, I'll be on the draft. I'll be on the draft boat. (laughs) I don't don't think they have it set up already. It's not until what April. Yeah, whatever. You going down to the new stadium? No. Come on, man. Why would I care? 
<laughs> I've seen the videos. I'm gonna go stand out in the dusty desert and like look at some fucking big black construction site. At least yeah. tell your boss I said tell James Harden what's up. Yeah, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to another episode of the Tailgate Show. The bars. The Super Bowl champs. The brawl. The brawl.